Hi, everybody. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. Episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. This week, Nick Redding, Managing Director of Redico, joins the show to talk about his organization's journey to being certified as a B Corporation, or B Corp. As Nick explains, B Corps give as much consideration to their social and environmental impact as they do to their financial returns. And so he starts our conversation off with explaining what the B Corp certification means and represents for Redico, the process it takes to become eligible and then become certified, and what about becoming a B Corp was attractive for Nick and his team. We also anchor this new B Corp status to the age of the connected customer, and Nick shares where and how this certification has shown up in his team's culture, operations, and overall go-to-market strategy. And as he shares, it introduces a whole new layer to his means for marketing his services, prospecting, and setting meetings, and building relationships. We wrap the episode with the longer-term context behind the B Corp certification, and that it's actually just the most recent milestone in a much longer series of progressive decisions Nick has made for his organization. He shares the original genesis of his continued focus on challenging the status quo, the types of progressive decisions he's made for his firm over time, and what is coming next for Redico. Let's close the year off strong with Agency Unfiltered. Nick, hello. Happy Friday. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. How are we doing? Kevin, happy Friday to you too. Yeah, very good. Very good. Thanks for having us. I know we just teed up Friday. Listeners are probably, well, I don't know when folks like to, to download and tune in. It might be a Wednesday for them, but that's all right. But it's very Friday energy for you and I today. Friday fit in. Yeah, Friday fit in yeah, for that's sure. Right. Uh, and so, Nick, we're here to talk about um, a milestone that your team just hit. And so congrats again on this. Uh, but you've been recently awarded the B Corp or B Corporation certification as an organization. Uh, I've been led to believe it's a fairly, it's a distinguished honor uh, and it requires quite the process uh, to be eligible, never mind be awarded the certification. Uh, and so before we get into all the dependencies and what this means for yourself and Redico and your clients and, and everything else, uh, let's start with what is the B Corp certification? Yeah, and sure. why did you want it? Yeah, I'll yeah, start sure. there. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, cool, yeah, so um, I think uh, the best way to describe it, or the best analogy that I've kind of heard on it is, is uh, B Corp is to business what, what fair trade is is to coffee. And I guess the, the vision behind B Corp, it really is that one day all companies will compete to be the best for the world rather than the best in the world. And B Corp's give as much consideration to their social and their environmental impact as they do their financial returns. And I guess one of the things that kind of separates is that we we are legally required uh, to consider the impact of our decisions as a company on our workers, our customers, our suppliers, 
community and the environment. Like as part of going through the process, you actually have to change legal your legal status, your articles of association as a company to kind of say that you will consider all of these stakeholders in the decisions that, that you make. And, and I guess B Corp is now kind of like a globally recognised um Goal, got to be recognised around the world. Um, at the time of when we went through the process, there were five and a half thousand companies, um, kind of like worldwide, um, across eighty-three different countries, um, and all kind of coming together really under one goal, which is using business as a force for good. Like that's the key kind of mantra. That's the key kind of driving um, driving force behind it. Um, and when we started the application um, or started the process, well, there were 900 B Corps in the UK. There are now yeah. thousands. Um, and you start to see more um, like a really wide variety of, of brands, of industries, of sectors kind of taking on this accreditation and setting themselves to, to a higher standard. Um, it's not just the smaller startups that are looking to kind of that are purpose driven and looking trying to make an impact in society. It's also bigger brands that are kind of getting getting involved and and behind yeah. this. I love that. I first off love the metaphor to the fair trade for coffee. Love that, and it's it, the soundbite. I don't want to butcher it. It was it's not about being the best in the world. It was being the best you can be for the world. Love yeah. that distinction. Uh, do you know of any other solutions partners? Have been awarded this, or are you are you uh, at least an early adopter of the B Corp certification? Are you the only B Corp solutions partner? Any any idea on that? Uh, for for our, for our industry, mm-hmm. for, for what we do, so like um, there's there's still a smaller number, um, so like a thousand B Corps in in the UK. There are a couple yeah. of agencies um, that, that that have inspired us to go down this path, that have helped us go down the path. So um, <laughs> it's becoming. Um, it's becoming more prevalent in, I guess, the agency world that, that we live in, but it still feels very early. And I think it would be great yeah. to get to the point where there is, um, there are more B Corps and we kind of encourage and inspire each other to become better businesses. And I think that would be that. a really nice place to be. Is it, uh, is there, for the folks that have been awarded the B Corp certification, is there uh, a sense of community? Is, are, is there connections to be fostered uh, because of that designation? A hundred percent. I think so. I guess before the application, you're very much focused on the assessment, the framework, what you need to do to meet that. And we're now just so we certified in August and we are now just only kind of tapping into to the B Corp community. There are Mm. B Corp hubs in, in different counties, different parts of the UK where B Corps kind of meet up regularly. There's a online hub as part of like the B Corp certification where you can just um, meet support um, and it's one of those communities that I just feel like um, people are so keen to work together if you are another B Corp um, and I've really kind okay. of felt that more than any kind of other networking or partnership that, that I've been to like it's that elevated level of, of trust that you've kind of gone through a rigorous process and it kind of similar to um, when you get referred a business or a referral it comes from someone that, that you trust and it's a much easier conversation i find in, we're yeah. starting the same with that b corp certification like someone knows what you've kind of been through and there's that uh, existing kind of trust and, and willingness to to do something together um yeah. So, yeah, it think- adds more confidence and you know just yeah trustworthiness uh yep. especially on making introductions or being referred into a conversation something like that Definitely. and actually that's a good segue in that uh, other than maybe being just purpose driven yourself and wanting to support the greater good, that might just be the case. Uh, but my question was going to be like, why else uh, did you want to go down this path and be uh, and be known and recognized as a B Corp 
uh, or achieving the B Corp certification? Was it uh, as a means for differentiation and being a, a, a potential managed services partner or agency partner for you know other B Corp institutions? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think where I'd start is that we already had the mindset of a B Corp. Like our, our purpose as a company um, was to is to make a real meaningful impact on the lives of our team, our clients, and the community in which we live. So we already had that very much in our, our way of thinking and our way of wanting to, to run the company. Um, and what, what we didn't have was a framework to kind of bring that into our core DNA, our, our decision-making process. And that's really kind of what um, B Corp enabled us to do. And I think just generally people are demanding better. Um, like the last 20 years around business has been very much focused on good products. So you see things like, fair trade you see things like Mm -hmm. um organic whereas the shift now is really towards good companies um and that's kind of where like the the b corp side of things fits into it and i think um if i recall the the stat correctly i think like 73 percent of consumers compare uh, care about the company not just a product when making a purchasing decision so we kind of see the shift from from good products to, to good companies and not saying that good products aren't still important it's just people are now thinking more about who it is behind them um, and what they what they're actually doing or contributing and so business has kind of evolved from this concept of shareholder corporation and maximizing shareholder value towards the concept of stakeholder corporation and creating social value and and shareholder value um and i think um one of the the quotes that i love that i've started to see like um bigger businesses um adopt and kind of take um I kind of adopt this stance really is um, Larry mm-hmm. Larry Fink, the, the the CEO of BlackRock. Each year he puts out his kind of yeah. uh, thought leadership piece on his his letter to, to CEOs. And the last few years has been um, you're starting to see the narrative very much focused on this idea of kind of creating purpose driven organization for the kind of the, the future um, uh, kind of the future success of the company. Um, and I, I can't recall the quote exactly, but it's along the lines of. The more your company can show its purpose in delivering value to its customers, its employees and its community, the better you're able to compete and deliver long term profits for for shareholders. And I think that's it's it's a real sign of kind of where um, big business and and finance and um, the where the kind of future direction um, is heading. Uh, And more recently in his in his letter this this year, 2022, he talks about the idea of stakeholder capitalism. And it's like it's not about mm. politics, but it's about mutually beneficial relationships between you, employees, customers and suppliers. And, and I love that term, like mutually beneficial relationships. And I think it's, it's the concept of, again, moving away from from shareholder, sorry, from moving away from stakeholder capitalism. Uh, I say shareholder capitalism towards stakeholder capitalism, where yeah, I agree with saying yeah. ser- serving that the why serving and looking after the people, the environment, the communities has, has better longevity for, for for profits and 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 for growth than than that just that single focus on on, on driving on driving and realizing profits. And it sounds like some of the framing is like, well, you know, let's be forward looking. Let's think about, you know, future proofing the business. But I think that I think we're at that moment today. And it's not just about the quality of your product or quality of your service, uh, but it's what do you stand for as an organization? Right. I think consumers, buyers, other businesses, purchasers, like they're looking to uh, support, buy, partner with 
businesses that, uh, to your point, are looking to support the greater good and, and yeah. stand for social responsibility. Uh, and, and so, um, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. It's yes, that's where the world's going. But I think there's an argument to be made. The world's already there. And the B Corp certification uh, and achieving that for yourself is, you know, is is enabler. Taking into account those preferences, you it is, know, it's an enabler, and it's a it's a framework that enables people to to review, to set, assess, to benchmark where they are, um, and just enable a way forward. Um, so I think for me, like, and I just come back to answering your your um, your, your actual question on this was just, I guess, there's five reasons for us that that we kind of mm. wanted to go through the the B Corp process. The first one was to to lead the way for others. Um, like we can, we I think we're going to touch on it in a bit. But I think one of the um, we, we've always kind of looked at trying to to run the organisation in a in a progressive way, kind of challenge the status quo, just feel like the traditional framework of, of business and um, and structure just never felt quite right to us. But for us, it was just a belief that in ten years, ten years plus, or this is how kind of businesses will be run this is how businesses will be run as the as the default as the norm like factoring in the social and the environmental aspect of of what they do and so if we can go down that journey and and like help support the cause and and help encourage others then i think that's a great Mm -hmm. thing for us to be able to to look back on um and say that we actually we help support the, the kind of that future direction um the second thing for us was just to kind of stand out from from the crowd really um i think like the agency the agency space um is a competitive space and like we've always been focused on um looking after the team um giving back to the community but like the b court recognition was we can move ourselves and hold ourselves to a higher standard um and that is a standard that is then recognized by by others Um, and then the third reason um, would be is benchmarking our performances to, to where we are. So I think I mentioned before, like the thing mm. that I felt was missing was like um, just the ability to, um, to to assess, the ability to measure like where we were as a company up until this point. Um, so we started our B Corp Gen about 18 months ago. A lot of it had been... Mm sort of improvement like internally focused improvements around looking after the team structuring the company but this was kind of an external framework that we could could really compare ourselves to 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 other companies to to kind of say okay where do we fit um and what have we got and what are the gaps and i think Mm. um the goal for us really is is not to win or to be the best or to be number one but to to get better and to build a better company and that's part of the, the B Corp, like we we have our assessment, we we know where our score is, and it's like okay, now we can continue to evolve and improve as, uh, as an agency and take those elements where we've still got work to do, we've still got areas to to improve on, um, and I think that yeah. that is a real enabler for for us. Um, and then I think more not more importantly, but like I think just being able to attract the right people and the right clients, like people that understand what B Corp stands for, people that want to go on that journey with us that want to um that want to work with more impactful clients that kind of want to help contribute um in that way so for us it was um by coming a b corp we then kind of attract other b corps we attract other companies that kind of feel and 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 want to go down that route as well but also from a team point of view we attract people that um are are kind of fully behind that that vision and, and that purpose as well um 
I think I think I said five as well, didn't I? I think I said five. I, yeah, I was. I yeah, I didn't want to cut you off. I was. Four, I was. Um, I was starting to tally them, but uh, but maybe we'll split the last one, attracting the right clients, but oh, also so, to your point, attracting the right people and team. Right, we'll fracture that one. Into two I've got it. It has come back to me. It has come back to me. Oh bit. yeah, hit, um, hit me with it. Yeah, I think the last part was kind of more legacy, and it's like protecting uh, protecting the vision. So by becoming a mm. people, you bake that that purpose, that vision into your like legal framework like it's part of what structure what governance that you have to run the companies that you now have to factor in um kind of all stakeholders in kind of the key decisions and it's not that we weren't doing that before we were but it's not a kind of a, a subtle but substantial shift from from a legal point of view where it's, it's now built into the, the dna of the company that that's the standard that, that that we hold ourselves to so for me it was making that commitment was protecting the the longer term longer term vision yep yep love that i mean that it, it, it sounds like there's a handful of uh there's a, a definitely like a, a trickle down a ripple effect on what this means for your go-to-market strategy right and i think your five points here allude to a number of them. It's like, yeah, it helps us identify the right leads, the types of businesses that we want to work with. It gives us a leg up for initially reaching out or making that connection or connecting to talk more. Uh, it allows you to grow the right team and align your team internally around a shared purpose and vision. Um, but I also loved your note too about it's a forcing function and it's a new frame of reference uh, for how to benchmark or how to evaluate your performance or your business. Uh, love that. You also, Nick, you mentioned that the journey to uh, finally, you know, the the, uh, the journey to become B Corp certified, it took 18 months, I think I heard you say. Uh, so a right. substantial investment, uh, other than just the time it took, what does that process entail? Uh, anything you'd share milestone-wise or preparation-wise for others that may start to get interested in pursuing this themselves? Yeah, sure. So um, I think let me touch on a little bit on the actual application itself yeah. and then... Uh, or the process itself, and then kind of how we got to the point of feeling kind of like ready to ready to submit. Because I think maybe I can share some yeah. thing that'll be valuable for, for others there as well. So um, the B Corp assessment at the moment is kind of um, it's provided by B Lab, which is a non profit organisation that kind of gives you the framework. Um, you go through a series of questions, um, like hundreds of questions, and across five different categories, and those categories are governance workers environment community and customers so you kind of it's, it's very different to like a um uh, an iso certification or when you kind of looked at like business frameworks and, and business structures this is sure. really kind of like how you set up and, and organize to to support those kind of core areas which maybe traditional frameworks don't don't look at um and to certify you need to score 80 out of the 200 points um i should caveat this because in terms of this that statement aging like the, the b corp um process is evolving they are reevaluating the kind of scoring criteria at the moment um but as the as the time of when we went as a time stamp that is what the stamp. score is in those yeah. dimensions are today fair fair yeah um so it kind of come back to that so those are kind of like the the key areas and so we completed our initial survey in march 2021 so you complete your assessment and then when you're happy that you've kind of reached that, that benchmark to be able to submit, you kind of submit your application and then you go into uh, a queue um, and you then have you wait for an analyst to, to be assigned. And I think that part of the process actually took us nine months. 
and um, from submitting the application to actually having an analyst to start working on, on our application. And that's really a reflection wow. of how how much momentum sort of B Corp, B Corp community has picked up. They are scaling at the same time as, as a business and they are the, their demands for, for B Corps um, has accelerated significantly. And so they are um, kind of growing at the same time or trying to grow at the same time as which the, the demand for the companies to become B Corps. So um, I think depending on at what point you kind of submit that, that length of journey can be a little bit shorter or, or a little bit yeah. longer in that, in that kind of... Um, well, nine month wait in the queue... Uh... It sounds probably like what a lot of my friends were trying to do for the Taylor Swift tickets that went on sale <laughs> recently. You know, I think that was probably like a nine month queue too. So yeah, but again, to your point, it's it seems to be in high demand, and there's probably uh, quite an influx of businesses applying, submitting applications, and, and showing interest. So um, uh, a nine month wait is substantial, but you get assigned an analyst at that point, yep. uh, and what what's their involvement? So once you've once you've once you've submitted your application, they will then kind of go through all of the questions. They will um, ask you to, to evidence certain questions. Um, they will challenge certain questions. Um, they will deduct points on certain questions um, based on kind of their interpretation, or if they don't feel the evidence has been su- sufficient. So the process is quite extensive, and I um, and kind of before going through it myself, I, I reached out to kind of a number of people that had already certified and kind of got some some guidance and experience on the types of topics, the types of questions that kind of get asked. But there, the, the guidance was to, um, if the certification benchmark is 80, aim for 90 plus, knowing that you may drop 10 or so points during the uh, during the kind of assessment phase. And so that was kind of where we wanted to to get to, to kind of give us that, that, that buffer so that we would still, still pass. And so I think we got to about a hundred points before we kind of submitted the, the application um, and yep. kind of went through the buffer that. makes a ton of sense. Yep. Let's, yep. Yep. You don't want to come in right at the line. Cause you know, you have to anticipate probably some pushback or deduction. So yep. yeah, it's a great so, call. So we, so we kind of um, built that in and then um, just working with the, uh, the analyst to evidence that and kind of go, go through that. That, that can take a couple of months um, for, from that process and then all being well, you kind of, get um, rubber stamped at that point, sign the contract and, and the commitment, and then you kind of go from there. So in total, it was from start to finish on the B Corp side of things, it was a 17-month journey in, in total. But Month. a lot of what we did in the prior years made the application process a lot easier for us. So I think, um, I guess, prior to, to the B Corp, so probably in, um, since about 2017-18, we... Um, we looked at how we wanted to to, to run the, the company and we wrote a, a manifesto back in 2018 of like how we wanted to structure the company differently. So it was very much around um, flexible working, uh, profit share, um, open book, op- open book financials. We kind of mm-hmm. moved moved away from the concept of, of managers and split that into to leads and, and, and coaches. So we, we don't have managers in the company. We kind of take a slightly different uh, approach on that. We moved to um, people can work from home. People can work from from anywhere. Um, people can uh, unregulated or self-regulated holidays, unlimited holiday. And so we started. We started to 
like reshape how we felt business should be structured and kind of move away from the the thinking of the the nine to five, the one hour lunch break that everyone kind of works in the same ways at the same time. Everyone's the most productive yep. in that. And that was kind of like pre COVID. That was a couple of years before kind of COVID. And I know a lot of those things now. Um, and it's great to are see. Are in vogue, right? I, but you were I, ahead I, of the curve, and so I, to speak. I feel yeah. like uh, I feel like the, the, the that's positive to come out of COVID. That it's kind of reframed a lot of how how we work, how that's kind of structured, and and that work life work life balance. And I think it's that recognition that um, not everyone works best in that nine to five kind of structured environment. Like some people, um, and by moving to that, it's actually enabled us to 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 hire a much more diverse workforce. By, by having a um, a policy that supports the, the flexibility to, to people to work kind of the hours that kind of suits them. So as a company, we kind of moved away from this idea of trying to measure input and focusing on output. So looking at things that rather than uh, looking at things like how um, are are people moving forward with kind of like the goals that they uh, that they are setting? Are, are, are clients happy? Are we have we got good um, client feedback scores? Have we got good uh, team feedback scores? Like things mm-hmm. like that, um, rather than necessarily saying well everyone has to work the same hours each day every day um, as per kind of the contract. And so it's kind of moving away from from that thinking. And that's not to say that with the progressive approach that we took at that time that it didn't bring its own challenges it has and it's not necessarily that what we have is um like that the the solution for for some of the traditional traditional ways of running it's more based on like for us it's uh a fundamental feeling that that business and companies should be should be run in a different way a way that is about giving people freedom within guidelines um Mm -hmm. about treating people like adults um, about trusting people to do what's what's right for for the company, um, and I think that's kind of really what's driven um, a number of those changes. So we we'd focused over a kind of like a two year period of like looking as to okay, how do we create a company in which we would want to work if if it wasn't our, our company, if that kind of made sense. And so it's very much focused around people, um, and and we started to give a little bit back to communities and charities and enable the team to make choices on on that and then mm-hmm. when the b corp side of things came in like the it just identified areas in the business where we could do better it highlighted that we hadn't been as strong on like the environmental side of things and that was something that what well, was a gap for us to kind of close um we looked at things like we did our own carbon footprint assessment to understand like what is our business like how much carbon were we generating um we've committed to planting a million trees by 2030 um to kind of offset um of really for future for future generations um to um to to, to offset some of that um like the carbon targets that, that we need to need to hear yeah. we just looked at how we monitor and manage like waste and, and energy and things like things that we hadn't thought about before that the b corp brought into our sphere of um sphere of awareness and it's simple things right like everyone's most offices now have kind of like recycling program arms in for like rubbish or or food waste or things like that but we started to think about well what about laptops and end of end of life for, for laptops or tech tech yep. equipment like what do you actually do uh, what, what do we do in that in that instant like and so making sure it doesn't go into landfill, making sure it goes into a proper um, a recycling company that can t- just, um, sort of take those parts apart and reuse them and recycle them. So it just made you ask better questions of, of the business. And I think 
anything that we've done over the years that has enabled us to grow as a company has been where either people or a framework has made us ask better questions of ourselves and ask better questions of the business. And B Corp definitely, definitely did that. And when it's, it, it, you bring up a good point that it's like a balance between there's probably some quick wins and things like, yeah, we can operational. Sure. You know, let's have a recycling program. But then there's probably some deeper elements that require more thought, consideration and effort. OK, what do we do with end of life devices and laptops and, and those types of things? Yeah, so it's a great point. And so what we what we did is one. Um, so you do your initial assessment, you get a score, you can then download from um, from the uh, from the site. Uh, kind of like a gaps and opportunities list and then you can identify based on the points which are the things that you can tick off now which are the things going to take a little bit longer and so you a can good impact work, by effort two by two you know impact yeah. by effort type approach um yeah. of, of what you can and some of them are simple like um or some of them are simpler like it, having the right policies in, in place like having um ensure you've got like anti-bribery policies or ethical disclosure policies some of the things that are more easier to do whereas something like introducing a profit share system or introducing flexible working or um, unlimited holiday if you don't have that already baked in that can take a little bit time to to, to work yeah. through um, so I, I, every I think every person's journey along the B Corp is, is different but I think what it definitely does it just makes you ask better questions well, it's great that it's the assessment or the criteria in which a business gets measured on uh, is delivered in a way that feels actionable, right? Yeah. Obviously, like impact and effort is going to look a little different for each task and for every business, but at least it's a list of things that you can prioritize to up your score, better your score and get you qualified. Yeah. Um, and it, Nick, to, to your point, it sounds like businesses are best served or you'll have a leg up or the process could be more streamlined if these are the types of things that are already ingrained into your culture and your values in your processes and your strategies right like yeah we made a commitment a long time ago for flexible work and flex unlimited vacation and you know asynchronous communication and it's all these things uh even outside of the b corp you know assessment uh, uh it becomes a lot easier to probably package your application and then also to pass if these are things you're already working towards right rather than be reactive to yep. all of this the first time you're interested in the b corp so, right? so i guess the the main thing that i would i always recommend when people do this they so the the b uh, it's called the b impact assessment and it's like the first phase in just assessing where you are as, as a business like everyone can, anyone can go and do that as a business even if you don't want to go down the route yet of becoming a b corp it's a free assessment it takes like a couple of hours um and it just gives you a score of where you are and it'll give you an idea of things maybe that you can take away and that you can focus on so it, like i said if if anyone would just can just use it as a tool to to look at or evaluate or to, to question what they're doing even if they didn't want to go down the route of certifying as a b corp there's a nice measure there where you can say actually there's probably a few things that, that we could look to to introduce and you might come back to the b corp in two three years three years time but it, it's a nice way just to um just to ascertain kind of where you are yeah no that's a helpful tip uh the b impact score yeah it's a good self-assessment tool it sounds like i want to uh Let's let's file away the B Corp certification for a second. I will revisit that. I do have one more question on that. Yeah, sure. Um, but obviously, it sounds like your team uh, has been prioritizing like progressive decisions and like how do we challenge the status quo and how do we operationalize that for a while. And the B Corp cert is one major milestone along a much longer process. Have you 
uh, ever made a bet on or like determined like a fairly progressive decision. Like, hey, we're going to do this and it's going to challenge the status quo. Uh, but it didn't pan out. Have you ever had to pull back on a progressive choice that you've made? That's a... That's and if a so, what was it? If, if you have one. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say pull back. I, th- I think there's things that we've introduced that we've evolved, changed, adjusted, listened to, listened to team feedback. Um, and I think that's, um, I'm trying to, nothing comes to mind in terms of having kind of rolled back anything. I think where, where we could have been, so some of the, a lot of these initiatives were kind of rolled out in, like starting in 2018 and we're currently obviously in 22. So we had four, four kind of years of those. I think where we could have been better is kind of probably just reassessing them earlier um, and just kind of going back and just looking and saying, Hey, look, do we, do we still get value from this? Does this still kind of make sense for us? Um, do we need to kind of do this differently? I think over the years we've kind of built on additional kind of benefits and, and processes. And, and I think um, just if I, if I look back, I would probably say like a more just regular kind of check-in or review with, with some, some of the things that we've done. But I think the biggest change like for me going through this process and for people that, that join Redico as well is there is unlearning of traditional ways of, of running businesses and kind of relearning uh, of the way that, that we do things. Um, and I had to go through that process myself. Um, like in the early days with trying to, like you believe that these are the right things to do, but there's still questions as to like how it will pan out, how, how the team will, how the team will receive it. Um, and so even things like um, unlimited holiday or, or things like that, um, a lot of those, everything that we do comes with like guidelines and a lot, a lot of the guidelines are focused on uh, don't do anything that would negatively impact yourself, your team or the company sure. as, as a whole, right? So you can't just wake up one day and feel like you want to take a month off or two months off in the middle of a project or, or something like that. Like, it has to kind of, like if you're, if you're going to give people the, the, the freedom and the ability to or treat people like adults, then they, have, they kind of have to take that responsibility as well and kind of decisions. And like, so there hasn't been like too many things where like, and I think Unlimited Holiday was probably the one that we were uncertain as to how it would play out. But like the team have kind of reacted to it over the years in the way that we would kind of expect. Um, and so that, that's been kind of really positive to see. But I think just going back, I would just say, yeah, just for us, just um, just more reviewing kind of the policies and just looking at earlier if we um, if we need to evolve uh, evolve them. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a great tip. Uh, it's not just like uh, you know operationalize something and then find the next thing or stack on top, but it's like yeah, create the space to make sure you're actively probably soliciting feedback from the team, finding ways to improve uh, or optimize right the things that exist, um, which I love. You also made up a point. Uh, or made a point about uh, unlearning, and I can imagine the more progressive you are, and the more the more you like try and install these new processes or strategies. There's a degree of like, well, the team has to unlearn the more traditional ways, right? I can imagine. Right? I know the numbers say that uh, even when companies issue unlimited holiday or unlimited vacation, uh, they actually take employees take less time yeah. than if they had you know, clocked or tracked time. And so it's like, well, how can you help unlearn and actually, you know, leverage the benefit as it exists or how it's supposed to exist. Uh, but it sounds like too, there's also this degree of shared understanding of the guardrails and how to be accountable and responsible 
uh, with yeah. these changing policies, which, yeah, great points. I think points. the the unlimited holiday is is a really interesting one uh, as well. Um, I, I often hear the, the, the challenge or the pushback on it is that people didn't take enough. And, and so we kind of reverted back to traditional. Um, from my experience, like, there's always certain people in a company that don't take enough holiday whether you have 20 days, 30 days, 40 days, right? There's always... I'm not one of those people, Nick, by the way. I'm not one of those people. But there's always some, right? So you're always going to have that challenge that there's, there's, not enough, there's some people not taking enough holiday. And so the way that we kind of counteract that is we have like a minimum threshold of, uh, of vacation days, holiday days that, that we kind of want people to take. And, and we will encourage and, and nudge people throughout the year to kind of say, look, um, you kind of not taking enough or you might want to take think about taking some some time off um and so like the, the holiday one is interesting it, it just kind of goes back to putting or feeling like everyone has to exist in the same box like the nine to five the one hour lunch break the the, the mm-hmm. 20 28 days holiday a year and it's like people go through different stuff right some people need more time off in a year to recover some people have a life events going on kind of getting married like having kids like something else has uh, has, has come up and like people some people need longer than others to kind of recre- rest and kind of recuperate and so yeah. Like having flexibility in the system should enable for a more sort of more immersive and more um, collective workforce um, when you're kind of trying to really um, adapt to, to who people are at an individual and, and human level. And, you know, uh, a lot of the solutions partners, a lot of the folks I talk to uh, call out that uh, uh, the talent Market's a really difficult place to navigate, uh, and there's a there's a general talent shortage. It's it's never been harder uh, to build and, and maintain a team, and so I think like incorporating a lot of these policies, I'm sure, uh, help with uh, a sense of inclusion and belonging and value that the team holds for working for this business and and keeps them around, which is which is mutually beneficial for all parties, right? Um, Nick, I'm going to ask you two two questions, uh, but they might be one and the same, so I'll ask them both, and I'll let you interpret if. If uh, how, how you want to best answer. Um, first, uh, I was going to ask uh, amongst your series of progressive decisions uh, over time, what may be progressive at this point in time, as you've alluded to, you know, over time, it becomes a little more normalized, right? A lot of the things, flexible work, remote work, you know, something like COVID happens and now it's that's more or less the standard. Uh, and so what is your next bet or progressive decision, what's next, right? Like what, where do you want to take or how are you going to challenge the status quo in 2023 and beyond? So that's the first question. The second one is, well, what's next for the B Corp journey? You've been awarded the certification. We've talked a little bit about uh, the positive impacts it can have on Redico's go-to-market, but then what's next on that journey? And so those are the two questions. Maybe they're one and the same, but I'll let, I'll let you interpret them. That's cool. Um, So I'll start start with the second one. So I think um, for us, certified as a B Corp. So we certified with like um, 90 plus points on there. So super happy with, with where we got to um, on, on that side, but there's, there's still kind of more we can do. Um, I think we kind of taken away. Like, so when you become a B Corp, you have to recertify every three years. So for us, it's now we're kind of certified. The, the next step is engagement in the community. So we really kind of want to build, build a network, build, um, relationships with, with people reach out to different different B Corps and and so that's a kind of key focus for us at the moment next year we'll start to look at what we can do um, on some of the areas where we feel that we want to improve on 
um, things on the environmental side, um, just looking at how we um, set actually targets for, for reductions on, on our emissions on things, looking at what we can do in terms of more societal impact, um, looking at mm. how we can work with more local suppliers, increasing diversity in, in our team. I think those are kind of like some of the key um, key areas, looking at what we can do to develop our team more. So um, personal development days, training days, th- those kinds of things. So there's still like gaps and there's still areas that that we want to improve on that we feel that we, that we should improve on. So I think in terms of where we go next with like the B Corp, um, there's there's definitely a desire for us to kind of improve. I think what we'd like to do and, and where we're kind of heading on, on that side is how do we align um, um, the, the team, our purpose, our, our clients, and, and and kind of bring that all to into kind of like um, sort of the, the B Corp values and, and the way that the kind of the business runs. So I think that's a key kind of focus for us. Um, we're now having we're now having to produce like um, not having to but we, as part of it we produce uh, impact reports. So kind of each year we kind of bring everything together and publish it on our site. Another kind of re- requirement on um, uh, of being a B Corp. So that kind of holds you to a higher standard uh, of publishing your impact. So it's more kind of front front of mind, knowing that you're gonna gonna report on what you did as as a business for that that year, kind of publicly um, and in a good way. Uh, and when I say hold you to account, it's it's in a good way. It brings there and it maintains it's there and it's not that you certify and then things kind of drop off and then in three years time or two and a half years time you're like oh quick we've now got six months to get everything ready to to to, to recertify again it's kind of that that ongoing part of it which is why i really yeah. like the b corp framework and, and being a b corp because it's not like oh we're now certified and we can forget about it for a time it's like well now it's opportunity to to, to build um to build from that um i think in terms of um like the, the first question and kind of progressiveness, I think the, the B Corp is kind of where our evolution went to. It kind of um, brought things together under kind of one framework and helped us um, kind of move move mm-hmm. forward on on that respect. But I think for us, one of the um, one of the challenges that, that we have is uh, as, as we kind of scale and grow, it's kind of that um, learning and relearning for, for people that come in and join the company. So I think um, one of the key areas for us is not necessarily um, changing too much anything radically in terms of what we do, um, but actually just getting better at, at our, our current structure, getting better at reevaluating stuff that, that we've done, getting better at that kind of like that, that review period. Um, yeah, double down on what exists versus yeah. making any drastic changes or adding anything, yeah. you know, like additive policies. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and I think just as, as we've grown, there's there's new challenges that have come out of the progressive way where there's there's more there's less when you don't have managers, for example, and you've got new people that come into an organization. It's different. Sometimes it it creates um, more uncertainty, more questions, more. Um, more unknowns for people in terms of like the framework or who's responsible for for what. So it's actually for us, uh, a key focus is trying to address and and clarify that while still holding true to how we believe companies should be run as we scale. Um, So for us, it's not necessarily about introducing anything new or newly progressive or something completely different. It's actually about maintaining the progressive way that we feel the company should be run as we mm-hmm. grow the company. That's great. Uh, makes a ton of sense. Uh, uh, now, Nick, um, as we run out of time here, uh, I wrap every episode with the same question. So I'll pose this to you. Okay. Uh, okay. What is the strangest part of agency life? 
strangest part? I don't know, this is... Um, Oh, I, might, I might need a few seconds just to just to think on this one, and then we yeah, kind of, yeah. I like to hit you with a stumper right that at the is, end. You know, yeah. once you get into a groove, you know, through the twelve six. I, I felt like yeah. I was in. A, I felt like I was in a good flow. Um, the, the, the strangest part of of agency life. Um, oh, that it really that really has. That really has stumped. That's a it's a great question. Um I think my my answer to this is isn't less so agency life and more the world that that we live in now. So that's what that that's how my answer is gonna be guided to, towards this. Um I feel the biggest challenge that that we have um uh, is how we all adapt to the remote way of working i think everyone sees the benefits of it It, it's clear in terms of the flexibility like the save on commuting hours like i i i've i've been long commuting hours in the past where it's like three hours round trip in a day to, to work and back but i think there's some elements of it that we have lost in terms of building the human relationships with people that happens outside of work meetings that presents a challenge that I don't think we've quite worked out how to to solve yet those kind of like water, mm. water cooler moments or those coffee moments when you start having those human connections those one-to-one connections with people that They're just like ad hoc ad yeah. hoc brainstorming or conversations yeah and yep, it's, it's fine it's fine for existing companies where you people have worked together for a long time and existing relationships that that transition to working from home is relatively straightforward um but for new people that join the company or for um younger generations where this is kind of like their, their first role or their, their second role and they haven't built those relationships they haven't learned how to build those relationships they haven't established those so i think for me the strangest part now is trying to to work out like how you replace those water cooler moments how you replace those coffee moments um and i haven't quite felt like we've figured that out but i think that's something that not just agency lives but a lot of companies face at at the moment so i think that's why i don't think that challenge is uniquely yours i think we're all trying to figure that out but to your point too uh, it's probably a lot easier to maintain existing relationships for folks that have been with an organization for a while versus, well, how do I break through and establish net new relationships as a new yeah. employee, right? Uh, that's right. certainly a challenge. Um, thought I might have had you stumped there, but that's, yeah, great answer. Great it's point. Pretty, uh, it's pretty close. Now, Nick, if you figure that out and you have the ideal solution on how to make it all happen, yeah, you got to make sure to, to share with, with me and in the world. On I'll, how I'll, I'll come back, I promise. Yeah. Uh, so Nick, we're out of time. Um, appreciate you coming on. Congratulations again on the B Corp certification. Thanks for sharing insights in the process and what you've installed to be eligible and to pass. Um, and so it's super helpful and insightful. Uh, and anyways, thanks again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks for having us. Appreciate it. And for everyone that has tuned in, this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered.